Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Brrr. Brrr. There's a burr in the month. Yes, it's freezing. I'm not joking you. The number of layers I have on me. Louise, will you confirm the amount of layers that I have on me? And you certainly have the layers on you too today. It's mm, a cold And that's one. not like you, Jerry. You nearly no, go around I'm... in your T-shirt <laughs> what? while no. I'm turning blue looking at you. We've reversed. We've swapped. We have, yeah. I think we've swapped DNAs, the pair of us. I think that we're, we're totally opposites now. But today, it, I think last night and today is the coldest and, and the ground, it's solidly frozen at mm. the moment. So it is. But you know, I say it again. Still prefer it than the Oh, rain. come on. I'm just looking at the forecast up on the TV screen. I'm depressed. Tonight and tomorrow is the last of the cold day. It will get milder Saturday. It seems to be a washout on Sunday mm. and a washout next Tuesday, just looking at it there. And we'll be looking back to these two weeks and saying, please bring us more of this type of weather. It is such gorgeous weather. The light, the brightness, you can see the... You, you can, can actually. Yeah, yeah. I noticed can it the I other day it? when it was can nearly five it? o'clock. Can I say it? Go on. There's a wee stretch in the <laughs> There is, there is for sure. You especially right. notice it in that weather. That is for sure. But anyway, that's the way to do it. Layer up if you need to, to cope with the cold. But we won't knock it for sure. We'll be moaning about it next week. Welcome to the show. This segues nicely actually into my first guest in the show today because... Uh, the weather that we have, it's lovely and crisp and bright, but there's a winter sunshine and a low sunshine by times. Seamus Brett, good friend of ours on the show, is back with us on Late Lunch. He's on the line. Afternoon, Seamus. Good afternoon to you, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, and thank you for joining me on the show today. Okay, Seamus, you're living in Termin now. Begin the story. Tell us what happened on Tuesday. When I was out on going, I was leaving here, going in towards Strada on the coast road. Uh, and I live near on Green and in that new estate in, in Balfadoc. And I'm on the way towards Strada and that beautiful low lying winter sun. I'm actually looking, I went out to the door now to look at it. It's sitting there in the sky. Uh, and as you're driving that road directly from on Green on, you're on a direct trajectory with the sun the whole way in. Yeah. And I've only just really left the house. I'm on the stretch before Baltray. And I just put a set of sunglasses on because it was glaring in my eyes. And I literally was about 300 yards down the road, probably doing around about 60-ish, 65 kilometres, kind of just building up. And all of a sudden, there she is, a runner like our David Carey friend coming towards me, somebody who patently goes out all the time. Fair hair, had a luminous uh, strip on her. Everything was correct about this. And she's literally less than six or seven yards in the front of my car. (gasps) Now, thankfully, she was aware and and I was aware then, and I just literally swerved the car out. There was nothing coming the other way, but it was just uh, it was just complete and utterly fortuitous that she saw me, and at the last minute, I happened to see her. Uh, and then she thought nothing of it. She kept running away. I just kept going, and then I I doubled back and went back to her, and I apologised to her, and I said maybe it might be a good idea for you to, although it's counter contrary to logic, to run on the other side of the road where at least somebody coming towards you can see you. Okay, so um, she was doing everything right. So you're heading in. So I know you are from on Green on uh, in towards Baltray, and then the lovely coast road in. It's a, it's a difficult yeah. road as well along the Boyne River there into town. Yeah, and now, it's, it's a tight enough. It's a tight enough road. Yes. There isn't really a huge amount of space, and it's and at the particular point where I was, which is just about 
past the speed limit for the village, the 50, 60 kilometre speed limit. It's around about 300 metres past that point. There's a, a stretch of road there mm. uh, where there's the most, if you can look over the hedge, the most magnificent view of the Irish Sea. It's just fantastic. But but the reality was she was doing absolutely everything as you would tell a runner to do if they were out at night, high vis, da 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 But strangely, the high vis was her worst enemy in this case because she was literally blending straight into them. Yes. And it wasn't anything to do with her. She was doing everything correct. Okay, so um, the low sun is the thing, and it is a low sun at this time of year, and it is blinding. So her with her high vis blended into that burst of light from the sun, and it was, yeah. I, I mean, Seamus, you, you and I spoke yesterday morning. You were shook up by this because it, you were, were in a second of a, of a, a really serious situation, a road traffic accident. Yeah, literally. It was, it was, it, and, and like, she would have had felt, felt the full impact of my car because I, 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 I was, obviously that stretch of road has a, a single white line. So you're, you're in sitting on your side of the road. Mm. So it was, like, I did react and I would have missed her, is the truth. But mm. it was all only. She also reacted, so she gave me at least leeway. Mm. If you know what I'm saying, to you. if she had stood her ground, yes. I think it would have been a different story. Oh my God, uh, I'm just got a shiver there, just even even contemplating yeah. what might might have been. No, no, just to, to, to clarify this for people listening today, you recommended to run on the side of the road that you run towards the oncoming traffic. I, 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 obviously, I can't give advice like that because that's yes. not our job. To do yes, that. but what I'm saying is. It, Better thing, don't presume you can be seen. So if you're out running, yes, and you're yeah, and the and the and the winter sun is behind you, do allow credence to the fact. Don't like you know the way there are people that run and they they say, well, I have a right to be here. I'm on the road. I have a right to be here. Yeah, just be situationally aware is what I would. Say. Okay, Situ- okay, yeah. And for drivers as well. Good job you had those shades on, uh, Seamus. Yeah. Uh, do you know what you might think it's a strange thing? I think they were. I think they were what actually were to my disadvantage in that particular. Moment, do you? I just change into them, yeah, because uh, I because because I put the shades on, I then started to look more directly forward. Because if I don't have my glasses on, in my particular case, I'm always watching the ditch more intently. Okay, so it might sound like a strange thing, yes. but in that bizarre moment of time, I think that was actually the thing I shouldn't have done. I there you stayed, go, because I yeah, I yeah. would have my focus going towards the hedge. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she she was doing everything right, highly visible, running on the right side of the road. That's recommended to uh, people as well. That's that's what they say. You should run towards the on, yeah. oncoming traffic and that. Traffic, yeah. But you, what you want to say today, the message you want to get out is to drivers. Number one, you gotta be on your guard every second you're behind that wheel. Number one, uh, and yeah. this time of year, the weather, as you heard us saying, there is fantastic, and we love the Christmas of it and the dryness of it. But that low sun is a devil at this time of the year. It really, it's, really it's is. Ab- it's absolutely. And, and you know the way we all don't think about it. You might leave in the morning and you mightn't fully defrost the wind of your car. Mm. You need, you'll put a little hole in the middle to yes. get you out. And all you're doing is compromising your absolutely valid ability to be able to see what's happening. So so don't take it for granted. Don't don't shortcut doing the little things. Yeah. And don't and and from a, a and as you know, I was a runner with the David Carey gang doing the marathons and that. Mm. Don't presume as a runner or a cyclist or a, something else in the road that other people can see you. Yeah. That was that's a fatal mistake to make. Yeah. There that's you go. There you go. It's a very interesting one indeed, and and one that'll be applicable, you know, for the next number of weeks uh, the, yeah. as the the sun moves, of course, and the sky with the the changing uh, uh, time and the seasons, etc. But just at this particular time, you're talking about November, December, January, February. It's a time when the sun is low in the sky, and uh, we will be back to these crisp days, I'm sure, uh, over the coming weeks. But just something absolutely to bear in mind. Shame yeah. You're, you're really good to uh, come on and, and tell the story and I hope people heed the warning and understand what you're saying as well. Thank God, thank God, everything worked out well. Absolutely, Jerry. Listen, and thanks for taking the call. I think it's. A, I think it was a. I, when I sent you the text about it, I think it was a, a, something worth mentioning and just people oh, yeah. to be conscious. It's an oh, important thing. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate you taking me on the, the radio N- to talk. About not it. at all, Seamus. Always lovely to talk to you. Good luck thanks, with the year Jerry. ahead with all you do. Thank you for joining me, Seamus. Thanks, Jerry. Take bye-bye. care now. Bye bye. That's Seamus Brett. There, uh, a warning to be heeded uh, for. Uh, you know, road users, drivers, people out there, and a lot of people out running and that as well, just to be wary of that at this time of the year. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us on the show. Now, uh, Louise, I've been keeping an eye on this uh, uh, song. I'm going to play a song now. Yes, we're going to play a song on late lunch. And it's a biggie, isn't it, Louise? It's mm-hmm. a big one. But let me... Did you ever hear a Noah Can? No. No. And and this fella Noah Can, right... 
released an album back in July of 2022, right? So it's, it's nearly two years mm-hmm. ago. We're, we're coming up uh, to uh, Call Stick Season, right? The album was Call Stick Season. And he released the lead single from it, Call Stick Season, in 22 July. No, it, it didn't, didn't get anywhere. It, it didn't do much. You right. know, it didn't do much at all. But last year, in the middle of last year, somewhere into autumn of last year, it got traction on TikTok. Isn't it amazing? Isn't this amazing? Yeah. Right? TikTok it gets traction yeah. on TikTok. And suddenly people start to take notice and it enters the UK charts. It's been a slow burner, uh-huh. right? Because it entered in sort of around September, October time. October, I think it was early October time last year with the TikTok thing. And it's been a slow burner. But last week it hit number one in the UK. <laughs> and it's number one again this week, two weeks in a row. And, you know, I had been listening to this song, funny enough, last year and it's sort of real catchy and the day I was in Dublin uh, on Grafton Street that girl I love mm-hmm. Ali uh, played a cover of it when we, when we were up there uh, Ali Sherlock and uh, I thought it was beautiful as well anyway today on Late Lunch it's not often we play the number one hit in the charts is it on no. the show but we're doing it today yes here it is I absolutely love it it's Noah Can and Stick Season As you promised me that I was more than all the miles combined You must have had yourself a change of heart Like halfway through the drive Because your voice trailed off exactly as you passed my exit sign There's no re- Did not lose Now you're tired tracks in one pair of shoes And I'm spinning half that old half to do Half to do Big number one in the UK this week. It's Noah Khan and Stick Season on Your Late Lunch. And he wrote that song. I was reading a bit, bit about it. He had a real bout of insecurity in his life. And he penned that song on that basis of how he was feeling. And it was coming into the autumn time of the year and winter and the change in seasons. And that prompted that absolutely brilliant song and uh, thank God for TikTok it's uh, lifted it to top spot in the charts you're at late lunch on LMFM radio it's January on the show we've another story for you coming right up January don't be shy tell your story to me a hairy moment for you there's a grand if you do I need to know Yes, we do indeed want to hear your hairy moment stories. I have a thousand euro to give away and lined up today to tell you about his hairy moment in life is Peter Moore. Afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are things? Very, very good. Peter, the floor is Jerry, yours. Away you go. Jerry, just a quick one. Your story about the wasps. Um, <laughs> I, I, I cried laughing. I'm not joking with <laughs> because... I often fish down there myself, so thank God I didn't stand on you all. My story, Jerry, is, and it's nearly 40 years ago, we used to go to draw the discos, and I live out in Arcata, you know, in the country, and so on, and it was hard to get lifts home. There used to be a time you'd ring a taxi, you used to be ringing the phone, and the, and the taxi rang, so you couldn't get it. So we used to organise a lift home with a fellow called Dan Harry, a good draw, the man. Dan mm. used to own the Gwent. Yep. And he used to play music, and we'd organise to meet him there at the bull ring. <laughs> And he'd have dog in the back of the car, so we'd pile in. And myself and the brother, Charlie, he dropped us off at the crossroads in Arcat, which is one mile away from my house. Okay. Four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> coming down the road. Now, Jerry, walking down the country, years ago you were told all these ghost stories, so we were afraid of a life and every coming down the road because you'd be told about the fellow walking across the road at the wood with his head under his arm, so <laughs> you can imagine. So, anyway, we come down, anyway, and we're walking along talking and... and Keep it busy. And the next minute, my brother said to me, she, listen, listen, see, listen. And we stopped and we could hear this chain rattling behind us. Oh, no. Now, Jerry, you know, you know yourself, <laughs> what we felt like. So, the drink was a bit of courage. So we took off down the road and then we'd stop because we weren't able to run with, with the drink. And the next minute, the chain was getting closer. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so we were getting more worried about it. So anyway, at the last minute, we decided... Here we bail out and the two of us jumped into a, a, a ditch full of dirty, murky water. Oh, no. <laughs> face, face down and, and said nothing, said nothing. And the chain came over and kind of more or less on top of us. 
And what was it? Only our next door neighbour's donkey, Dunn's donkey, that broke out. And he was following us. He was looking to see us. <laughs> and you so, thought it was a ghost. Oh, you, you know well what we thought, Jerry. Yeah, that's had you. And I tell you the truth, I swear, the water walks was nearly going, Jerry, when we jumped into the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the, the old stories like yours, like yours are the true stories. <laughs> and that was a hairy moment, believe me. <laughs> Peter, Peter, you, you told it brilliantly. I could just picture it happening. And you yeah, know, I'm telling you, you I know. swear. And you know something, Jerry? We, we often say that in the local pub. We often are having a bit of crack. My brother said him one night in Dolly's pub and he was telling the crack. And everybody in the pub was laughing about this. <laughs> Peter, I love it. And, and you know the thing is, and I, and I want to say this to listeners, you talk about back in those days, a country road yeah. a mile long. I mean, the darkness, yeah. it was black dark. Yeah, and just another thing, Jerry. If you're, if you're from the country and you're walking on that road, years ago the cattle were never in the sheds. They were always left out. Mm. And this is now a word of a lie. Off we walked down that road and a bullock would be behind the ditch and next to me he'd cough the same as a person. <laughs> and then... That was like, now I was always in the heavy side, but I was saying one thing, I was always forced down that road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, Peter, oh, you're a tonic, you're a tonic, no, you've made me day. <laughs> yeah, I love your show, Jerry. Ah, oh, listen, so, you're great, and you're in the mix now with your hairy moment story. Peter, thanks oh, for telling days. it. God bless you. Thanks, Jerry. Take care, Take care. Bye, 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 Peter. <laughs> the donkey. With the chain, you can just see the boys catch <laughs> bailing into the ditch. Absolutely brilliant. Have you a hairy moment story that you'll tell to me on late lunch? Louise, Louise is in there counting the 50 euros in the end, in the envelope. <laughs> ah, that was a good one, wasn't it, from Peter? I spent that was already. Really he was brilliant. One. Yeah, I'm just, I'm laughing at it. Trying to picture a cow coughing. <laughs> oh, that's what they do. <laughs> you get do that. They? Oh, you'll hear a cow, and it's like a human cough. It is. He did it brilliantly, Peter, oh. there. They do cough like that. And, you know, in the dark. And I know what he's talking about because I remember going to Mayo years ago fishing mm. for the first time to Loch Mask to my late great friend, Oliver Hennessy, who introduced me to lake fishing and the locks and the great Irish locks. And when we'd have to go and make a phone call, you know, back home, it was mm. only a telephone kiosk. And it was about nearly a mile from where we were staying by the lakeside. And I remember walking that road on my own at night time, little country road outside Ballinrobe, out to Cahar Pier. And I can tell you, Pure black. black dark. Mm. Not a sound. You know, you don't need nature and, yeah, uh, yeah. and life out there. Incredible. I think it's hard to imagine it today when you're an urban liver and you have all so the light. street lights. Yeah, and everything like mm. that. It really is hard to put a picture on it. Anyway, have you a hairy moment in your life? We want to give away this thousand euros. Born in yeah, a we're hole. Sick looking in at the we're fed up looking at yeah. this stage. Have you a hairy moment story? Sales are still on. Yes, they are indeed. There's credit cards to be paid and all that type of stuff. Wouldn't a thousand euro go down well for telling me a little story on there? If you have one, get in touch with us now. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us now. Or give a call to the station. Karen will take your call there if you just want to leave your number. And we'll take it from there, I promise you. There's loads more out there. I do know that for sure. Anyway, Louise has an update for our listeners. And uh, it's from Ikea. Tell them. Yeah, I was just saying to Jerry, if he, you know, a great romantic meal out, great value. Anybody out there, you know, coming to the end of January, no money if they don't tell us the story. <laughs> and um, they want a lovely meal for their partner, whatever, Ikea in Ballymun are doing half price every Friday from the 2nd of February till August, Jerry. And you can get small cooked breakfast for one seventy five, meatballs with mash or chips two euro seventy five or fish and chips for three euro seventy five and get this children's pen pasta is a penny pasta pen pasta penny penny pasta with a piece of fruit and a soft drink will be forty five cent and an adult's penny pasta and tomato sauce would be one euro forty five. Can I say it? Are you ready? Where love stories begin. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Ikea. Valentine's Day coming up. Right? <laughs> for all you skin flints out there, all you cheapskates, all you people who don't want to spend a penny, literally, or a euro, yeah, Ikea is the place date. to go. It's, and you might get something flat packed well, as well. can I tell you, it's very clever on Ikea's part. You know, it's a great offer. And when you go in there and you walk around, surely you're going to spend more than that. And I, I'll tell you this. Oh, yeah, but it'll be packed. I hope they have the reindeer burgers on. I love them. 
Or did they do that every year? Reindeer burgers. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. Did you have to mention that word? Oh I know it's spelled differently, but it's yeah. pronounced the same. <laughs> they have them for sure. Anyway, there you are. You won't hear a better offer than Irish Radio today. And uh, again, love you. So they, do. they really do. That's some offer. It really, really is. But you know, it is the offer to get you in, and then you see. The I would place. laugh if on leap year the twenty ninth somebody proposed <laughs> in after Ikea. a meal in IKEA. <laughs> I'd say they kept a ring from the brack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bet with you. <laughs> Up next, on late lunch after two, she's back. She's really made an impact since she joined us each Thursday. Laura Madder is with me and she's talking about supplementation today. It's her third feature with us on late lunch in January and she has one more to come with you next week. I'll tell you one thing, Laura Madder, last week you made some impact with your chat with us about I'm delighted food. to hear that, Jerry. Ah, you did, you did. And people really wanted to hear more from you about, you know, food. And you spoke, just to remind listeners, if you were with us or not with us last week, Laura covered what we eat. And really, basically, what you had to say was... The food we're eating is not up to scratch. It is not, unfortunately. And we're getting, as I said, we are the most undernourished, most overfed generation that has ever been. Uh, We are, there's so many man-made, self-inflicted illnesses are developing. And it's just in the way we look after yourselves. So I think that by doing small little changes in the way we eat and we look after ourselves, we can really make a huge impact over the whole length of our life. Okay, so building on last week, uh, today we're going to talk about supplements and supplementation. Do we need to supplement? Unfortunately, we do. We do. I mean, this is again going back to what we talked last week. The soil that we have of vegetables growing up is not what it used to be. I mean, there's too many of us in the world. Uh, before you remember, I'm sure you remember years ago, there used to be seasonal, certain items were seasonal. I remember growing at home in Spain, my granddad used to have a bit of land and you only had tomatoes certain times of the year. You have to preserve them for the rest. Yes. And cherries were only available for July and August. You couldn't have cherries in February even if you wanted it. Yet now we have everything all year round. Mm. So our soils are depleted of nutrients. So remember, your, your fruit and your vegetable is only as good as the soil that has been nourished with. Mm. If that soil is depleted of minerals, then it may look the same to you, but it's not going to do the same for your body. And we're bringing stuff from the far end of oh, the world yeah, as well. I mean, that's you know, what it is now. You think about, you know, by the time it's picked and it travels and it comes to you as well. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Eat seasonally. Do you know? And I remember when I did my juice therapy training, there was this particular fact that really stayed with me. I said, do you know the average non-Irish apple? Okay, an apple that you find a lovely tray with a beautiful cling film that looks shiny and everything. Do you know what age, how old the apple can be by the time it reaches your kitchen? Have a guess. Uh, Two weeks. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) A month. Keep going. Two months. It could be up to 16 months old. What? They go through so many processes, okay, to have them covered in waxes and dip in anti-browning solutions and everything to make sure they reach the supermarket looking beautifully sparkling and shiny, okay? Now, if you knew that that apple was 16 months old, 18 months old, would you actually buy and eat no. it? Exactly. And this is what problem, and this is the same uh, discussion we're having last week. It's all about false marketing and advertising. It's about making things look healthy and beautiful. But people actually have to go and dig forward to see what's behind it. You're much better off buying from a local farmer that grows them down the road, okay, than not buying something that has literally come across the globe and, and still just, looks the if same. If you just talk about an apple, like we grow wonderful apples in this country. Exactly. And, you know, they are seasonal too and some will store well and, and, and they're they're fine when they store well. But we hear what you're saying. Let's get on to the supplements because I want to really talk about this. Um, from what age? You know, you know, what about children? Let's start with children yep. and teens and that. Should, should they supplement? I do with mine. I mean, I do with mine. As I said, like I'm very health focused at home and I want to make sure they grow and they go through life with not being sick. Uh, so I do believe that they need to supplement. And that's what I do with my kids from day one. From from day What do one. you give them? Well, they they have this, this a couple of staples in my house. And as I said, and everybody should be kind of have this tailored according to their own family and their own health conditions. But to me, there is five things that are vital. Okay, number one, the king of all vitamins is vitamin C. So underrated, yet so powerful. It does so many things that it's always said you could only take one vitamin every day. It should be vitamin C. Okay, check the quality of your vitamins as well. I mean, you get what you pay for. Okay, any vitamin is better, better than non-vitamin. Okay, but if the money stretches, yeah, 
get you good quality vitamins. Okay, uh, liposomal vitamin C, it's so good because the body can really, really absorb it very, very well. So that would be my number one supplement to take. And you've got to supplement it because we ex- we take it in and it goes out. So exactly, you, you've you got to I mean? keep but taking. There's so many body functions that yes. need that. And as I okay. said, we're not getting enough from our food, so we have to supplement. And you know, you'll see them on the shelves, and the chemists have them as mm-hmm. well, and on the stores as well. <clears throat> what, what, what do you think of health food shops that, that do vitamins and that? Yeah. Are people in there with great knowledge? I think so. I think they're very, very knowledgeable. I mean, we have an amazing health shop here in Drogheda and everybody that works there knows a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so vitamin C, number vitamin one. Vitamin C, number Next. one. Number two, zinc, the powerhouse of vitamins. Okay, And if you can, I personally love liquid zinc, which is hard to find. Okay, but I had a doctor friend of mine once told me if you ever feel you bring something, you know, that night before. Yeah, a tiny squirt of liquid zinc, liquid zinc under your tongue and swallow it. And the amount of times the following morning, everything would be gone. So I swear by liquid zinc. And that's another thing that we take at home every day. Okay, that's number two. Number three is your fish oils. Okay, which some people do uh, cod liver oil, uh, krill oil. Uh, I love krill oil. And the same thing, we need our omegas. Omegas are very, very important. Fatty acids, really in, uh, important. And um, unfortunately, our, our daily diet nowadays is so processed that it's really, really high on omega-6, which are very uh, inflammatory. And there's not enough omega-3s, which is the ones that we need for, bo- uh, for good body function. Okay, so uh, zinc is a big one. You love zinc. So that's... Zinc. Go on, next zinc, one. Zinc, we said fish oils, yeah. vitamin C. Yeah. Uh, then we need vitamin D. Okay, again, unfortunately, this fabulous country doesn't have enough sunshine. <laughs> and we do, not, we do need vitamin D. Very, very good for our bones. Extremely important for your bones. Okay, and remember, as well, you do need vitamin, you need like good vitamin D to be able to, to function properly. I mean, for liver function alone, very, very important as well. And there's a lot of talk about D at the moment, yeah. that people should be taking vitamin yeah. D on yeah. a daily basis. Would you take it all year round, vitamin yeah, D? I do. All well, year. Funny enough, the darker your skin, the more you normally store into vitamin D. So I naturally would store more vitamin D okay. than, would say, the average person, Irish person, because yes. I'm slightly darker, yes. just because my my nationality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will still take it, especially in the summer. I probably won't because if I go home to Spain, I get enough sun. I make sure to get exposed to the sun. I know the sun getting very bad name lately. I think the sun is absolutely amazing and wonderful. And I try to make, make sure that I get exposed to the sun to be able to absorb that vitamin D. So sunlight important. Very and important. especially in Ireland, you know, when you think of from autumn through uh, winter and yep. into early spring. Well, you know, sunshine can be at a premium. I know the last two weeks we had lots of it. Yeah. But for a lot of the time we don't. So the vitamin D is vital it's when vital. we have little sunshine. Exactly. So another big recommendation. Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect. And then we also take probiotics. Okay. Probiotics, uh, that's a whole new subject. We could go from this for hours, but your gut is so important. And it's good to see that lately the media is starting to get a lot of coverage for this. So your gut is also known as your second brain. You need to make sure that you have your good bacteria in there, extremely linked with your brain, with heart disease, with depression. So you have to go after all that bacteria. Uh, Like, for example, did you know that if you take a course of antibiotics, it can affect your gut bacteria for up to a year? It can take up to a year for it to rebuild properly. So probiotics, good, good quality probiotic, it's very important. Laura, I think I'm goosed. I've had that no, many antibiotics <laughs> in the last in the last wee while. But I am taking a probiotic. Good. I'm taking the Udos. I might as well say that anyway. It's yeah. one I'm ta- I take yeah, one yeah, every morning. Yeah, that's the one we take at home. I think Is it's amazing. Good? Yeah, it's brilliant. Like brilliant brand. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And remember, it's all about prevention. Okay. Yes. Prevention is the f- best form of medicine and is the, is the best line of defense to support your immune system. You know, don't wait to get sick. If you're not sick at the moment, okay, that is the best time for you to start looking after yourself. Mm. So they are your five, what would you say, um, gospel yeah. uh, additions in terms of supplement yeah. that you say to everybody you should take those. I think, I think, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, yes. but in my opinion, I feel that everybody should be on them every day. But let me say in your opinion, you, you've told me this before, you are really healthy, your children as well. You said to me, they're never really sick. My kids haven't missed school in I don't know how many years. Like, they, they're never sick. They're never sick. <laughs> I think the proof is in the eating and in the supplementation and everything else that but, you but do. But even at home in Spain, me growing up, I remember I was at one stage, I was the only child left with the teacher. Everybody had, I still haven't had the chicken pox. Like, I could never catch anything. And uh, my mum was the same from day one. She would make sure, even though we had a very healthy lifestyle, that we had our supplements as well. Mm. 
A few that you haven't mentioned, if I could just mention them myself for a moment and maybe have a, have a, an opinion on them. Calcium, you know, bone density, osteoporosis as people get older in yeah. life. You know, dealing with that. What, what do you feel about calcium? Are we getting enough in our milk and our yogurts and our dairy? We are. I think we are. But again, like it's important. Remember, you, can, you get your calcium from not just from dairy. Calcium from dairy can be very acidic, okay. but you can also get it from your green vegetables. There's also calcium. Poppy seeds also have calcium. You know? So you can get it from lots of different foods as well. Um, magnesium and blood pressure. This is one that's been mentioned as well, that it's a help for if you have raised blood pressure or to keep your blood pressure normal. Mm -hmm. What about that whole area? As well, magnesium will be another one that we take at home. It would be my top five, but again, look, you could be all day at home taking supplements, okay? (laughs) And you wouldn't have enough hours left in the day. They are, I mean, there's so many you could take, absolutely so many. So it's important, as I said, develop a good relationship with your local health shop, okay? Yes. They are a world of knowledge. Mm. And you don't have to go and buy the whole shop. Start with one or two yes. and see over. Now, this is not like prescription medicine that you're going to see an improvement within two days. Take it for a couple of months. Yes. And see, is there any improvement in your life? Yeah. Okay. And then maybe invest into buying, adding something else to your life. You mentioned medication there, or you know, and uh, it is something I wanted to ask you. You know, when you mentioned your five staples yeah. there and the other couple we've alluded to as well. Is it important if you are on regular medication to talk to your um, GP or yeah, whatever? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have the contraindications, you know, that yes. you can't take one thing with the other one. Um, so you will always need to check with your doctor to make sure that whatever you're planning on taking is not going to have an opposite effect. Is it important to be consistent with them as well? 100%. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, the way it can... And, and I, I, I'm not like it now. I'm very consistent in everything I take. You know, but you'll hear people saying, I took it for a little while there and it was grand. But <laughs> That's how Irish isn't grand. That, I love it. Isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't, that just what, isn't that just what we say? Yeah. yeah. You know it. You have it now yourself. But you know what I'm getting at? That if the consistency and the regularity with it, along with the food you talked about last week and all else, it, it is a constant, isn't it? You it must is. work on this. You I'm have saying. to work, apply this to everything, to your fitness, to your nutrition, to your mental health, to your supplementation. None of this is going to give you any results if you do it for two weeks, if you do it for the month of January only. And it's about as well making it work for your lifestyle, you know? Like you don't have to be eating carrots and lettuce all day long, but have a balance. I always say to people, analyze the way you're living your life and make sure that 80% of the time you're pretty spot on. Relax your rules at 20%. You know what I mean? You're not going to do massive damage <laughs> to it. But make sure that most, the majority of your time, you are following. Um, colds and flu are abundant at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, funny enough, it, 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 I just saw the figures. It's dipped. And I think a lot is to do with this last couple of weeks we've had of this yeah. dry, crisp, hardier weather mm-hmm. rather than the bloody damp and the mm-hmm. rain, which is coming back next week. I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, um, what about, you know, when those five staples you mentioned there in terms of supplementation, will they all aid you? Well, it obviously has with you and your children, you know, fight off 100%. these infections. 100%. 100%. Like, I personally, whenever I feel something coming on, I tend to just do double dose of them. I mean, one in the morning, one in the evening. And I find personally that it shortens whatever I'm fighting, it shortens the length of it. I recover, bounce back much quickly. So there is an awful lot to be said for supplementation. Yeah. It can play its part mm-hmm. in this series that you're joining us to deliver with the overall better health exactly. of the northeast and the nation. <laughs> exactly. It's simple, as, <laughs> simple as that. Listen, thank you. I thank you for sharing with us, you know, your magic formula and what works. Oh, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about yes. this. And I know some people like, even sometimes people think like, I'm like a white witch because I have a potion and lotion for absolutely everything. Okay. But that's the way I was brought up. I remember I like having an issue at home and my mum will open this press and there'll be herbs, there'll be a herb combination to treat whatever I had. Yes. And so I've tried to follow that on with my family. I believe that there is almost a solution for everything in nature. Yes. But we are so quickly just to go to the pharmacy, to the doctor and just over medication. You know, and as I said last week, medication, it's life saving. It's very, very important. But I do believe there always is a side effect. There's no side effect to anything that comes from nature, mm. nothing natural. And you're in the business of prevention, of That's seeing it, it off. Prevention, prevention seeing it is off the best before, medicine. And being well 
is so very important and your health is your wealth. I, I say that again with you. Look, at, thank you for dropping into us again this week. We love having you. Next week, we're moving on to sleep and hydration. And hydration. Water. Yes. Very important subject. So next week, Laura's back on Thursday with us and we'll cover off those areas. By the way, it, can people follow you? I've, I've had a number of questions as well. Where do they find you on the <laughs> social on, media space? Unfortunately, I'm on social media. <laughs> yes, you are, of course. I'm on uh, both Instagram and Facebook on their Lab Fitness and the Juice Works Ireland. There you are. Lab Fitness, the Juice Works Ireland. Laura is there if you want to follow her. And I would recommend following her, I have to say. Thank Thank you so much again. See you next Thursday. I'll see you next week. I think we're alone now. We are. Wherever you're listening today, it's just you, me and Louise. Remember that. It's just us. It's that thing. It's that connection. You know what I'm talking about. You would like lunch on LMFM Radio this Thursday afternoon. Eileen's been on to say, my dad always said, Jerry, a good frost will kill all the germs that are knocking about. Yeah, and I believe in that myself too, I have to say to you. Laura Madder with us uh, a few moments ago. What is that lady's surname? Says a couple of other people. Laura Armada, and you can find her on the Juice Works or Lab Fitness as well. You'll see her there on social media. And Louise, you know about Laura, and uh, you are um, a fantastic follower of Laura's as well. Mm. Laura gets me to exercise. She does, but... I'm afraid of Laura. The truth. <laughs> no, she's ah, fantastic. You couldn't be. She's no, just no, lovely. she's great. She's lovely, and she's always well. Mm. Isn't and she? yeah, she's and always children. smiling. She's always yes. happy. And that's the thing about it. She has. She has wellness. She has mm. it figured out, and that's why she's talking to us on the show with somebody else there saying, "Be careful not to take too many uh, supplements." And, and Laura said that. You start with one or two. Uh, talk to your GP or your pharmacist if you're unsure. Thank you for getting in touch with us. That is true. There's no doubt. We're not saying she even said it herself. You don't want to be rattling with them either. You know what I mean? So you know you have to work on this, and it, it takes working at. But, but uh, she's fantastic in her lifestyle. Like yes. even mm. you know eating and and everything like that. She yeah. just. Does it, uh, you know, when all of us go, oh, it's too much to do or, <laughs> yeah. you know, she does it naturally she's and it's fantastic. She's committed to it, she's dedicated to it mm. and she's wonderful and we love her on, on Late Lunch, I have to say. I'm delighted my next guest is joining me. She became our youngest ever Olympian at the age of 13 in 2008 in Beijing. Four years later in London, she made four finals. In Rio, the medals began with a bronze and last time out in Tokyo, Gold came our way. She's one of our finest athletes and she's uh, told her life story in a book. I love the title as well. Perfectly Imperfect. Ellen Keane, welcome to Late Lunch. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Delighted to have you with us on the show. Hey, tell us first off, what's with the red hair? (laughs) Well, I was on Dancing with the Stars in 2022 and I'm a swimmer, so... My hair being blonde was in and out of water, getting tons of hairspray in and heat damage. And I just needed a bit of a change because it was falling out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perfectly logical explanation, Ellen, I have to say. When you mentioned Dancing with the Stars uh, 2022, of course, you showed us you could dance as well and make the moves on the dance floor. Do you watch it? Do Do you keep in touch, you know, last year and this year again? Of course I do, yeah. I was at the show twice last year and then this year I went to the opening night as well and anytime Stephen comes back to Ireland, I'm so excited to see him. We always go out for dinner, him, me and Kylie. Well, indeed. You see, you're part of the family there now and that will always be the case. Do you know what? I'm delighted to have you today because when I look at your schedule for training between the pool and the gym and seven days a week, is it, Ellen? Six. Ah, they give you a day off. What day are you off? I'm off on Sunday, but I like to do a little bit of uh, yoga or something. Something a little. I still move, but I, it's just a little bit tamer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rigid regime. By God, you really do have to stick to this, and they don't let you really uh, have any break from it. The six days are intense, aren't they? They are, yes, but it's all about making sure that you're getting enough rest enough nutrition in making sure you're managing yourself outside of the pool um, but I love it like it's my job it's been my job since I was really young and I wouldn't be able to do what I do without having to work hard at it Of course you get nothing for nothing unless you put it in but uh, you mentioned it's been your job for such a long time 
Paris will will be your finale this year. And of course, I'm sure you're thinking, I know you're focused on that entirely, but there'll be a big change for you, won't it, afterwards? I know, I'm so excited for like the big sleep that I'm going to have in October. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> it's exhausted, I'm so tired. Um, yeah, it, it, it is going to be my last game, but I'm really excited. and I'm, I, it's, it's so close to home as well, so it's an opportunity for my friends and my family to come over. And then Tokyo, because of COVID and, and mm. the way the world was in 2021, there wasn't a crowd. So I won that gold medal in front of just my teammates. There was no one in the stand. So I'm working hard now to hopefully do that again, maybe make the podium and hopefully do it in front of a full stadium. So hopefully I'll end on a high and make it a, a special one. Oh, listen, you're going to do it, young woman. You are. We know you're going to do it for sure. Oh, what a difference that will make as well to have everybody there. It really, really will. They were shocking times when we were stuck in, in that particular phase of uh, mankind's existence. Now, look, your book, Perfectly Imperfect, who came up with the name? It was actually my agent who came up with the name. There were a few names jumping all over the place, but um, the phrase perfectly imperfect kind of followed me around in my life for a long time. And I guess the reason why it suits the book so well is because the book itself, it's not a full autobiography. It's more of a, a, they call it an elevated self-help book. So basically Mm. every chapter has a different title. So say, for instance, one of the chapters is called uh, Water or Rest or Food. And basically, they're all pillars of my life that I found were so important in terms of helping me grow my self-confidence, me as a person, learning to love myself. And I have little anecdotes in there. And it's kind of a book for someone who maybe is going through it at the moment, maybe doesn't have the most uh, the highest confidence, highest self-esteem knows that there's something different about themselves and they haven't fully learned to love it yet. Mm. Um, but I, I'm living proof that uh, I guess the hard times you can get through them and there, there, is, there is light at the end of the tunnel if you just stick with it and, and really put yourself first. That's been with you through your life and it comes across in the book. That the whole area you mentioned there of self-confidence, standing up for yourself, believing in yourself. And and that letter to yourself at 15, oh my word. <laughs> it's a bit dark, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it is what it is, you know what I mean? And it brings home, as you say, which is the as- an important aspect of this book, to somebody who could be reading that and is either of the age or have children of the age or grandchildren, you know what I mean? And they, they, yeah. they read you and see, and it gives you a better understanding, you know, it really does, Ellen. Yeah, and and that's the thing about the book. I've been asked what age is it for. And I, to be honest, I haven't really, I never wrote it with a specific age in mind because it isn't for specifically teenagers or young adults. It's for everyone. It's for, you could have someone in your life that's going through it or you yourself, you might be in your 30s. I'm nearly 30 now. And at times there are moments when my confidence dips and I kind of just go back to those little things I kind of mentioned in the book that really helped me find myself and center myself again. So it really is for anyone, but it was just so important for me to kind of be as open and as honest as I possibly was because I feel like the more vulnerable I've been in my life and my career, the more I realize that I'm not alone. Like the things Mm. I think and the thoughts I have um, are just human emotion. They're just human thoughts and everyone has them. So you mightn't have a disability. You mightn't have uh, something that's obviously different about yourself that makes you feel different, but you're able to understand the human emotion behind it. Mm. So that's why the book Perfectly Imperfect, it just, I made it for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, that journey, you talk about this journey towards self-love and self-belief, self-acceptance. Is that an ongoing thing or do you feel you're there now? Um, No, definitely an ongoing thing. Now, there's moments I wake up and I feel great. And then there's days where I just feel like I need to give myself a little bit more self-love. And that could even be, so in the book, there are little challenges at the end of each chapter. And one of them is just to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. And I think that is just a little reminder of who the most important person in your life is. And it has to be you because you know that phrase, you can't help everyone else if you don't put your own oxygen mask on first. It is really important. And and the more you're 
looking after yourself and the more you love yourself the more you're able to help everyone else and I guess um, we always we always forget that and I'm really good at looking after other people but I always kind of put myself last and I guess it is just a reminder that I have have to give myself you know what I need a little bit of me time I need to do something I love and as I said like when I do something new when I did Dancing with the Stars I went into that thinking I I'm not insecure about my arm anymore I'm really confident and it was like I got confronted with it again it was like I was 15 years old again and I'm I'm this girl with a disability on this show and no one else has a disability and no one understands and I have to do things differently and I've no one to compare myself to but I didn't read that kind of scared me because I thought I'd overcome it and I didn't so I just kind of had to go back to basics I had to realize that all of these thoughts they're not real they're just negative thoughts that I have about myself but I can turn them into a positive and it's it's all in my mind. Um, so that's like, I just wanted to be as completely honest as possible. Oh, you have been by the spadeful for sure. I have to talk <laughs> to you about your relationships because you're, you're very honest, I have to say, about your relationships. The, hey, listen, young one, you won't be at them now, I know, Annie, because you're madly in love with this Max Doyle fella. You're like two <laughs> peas in a pod, we're told. Um, yes, he is very good to me. He's very good to me. He's been very supportive about the book. Ah, I see. I think I've stumped you there. I'm delighted. There's no, you're, you're never much lost for words. I think I have you now. I'm only con. I'm only con. Look at the thing is back to the date naps. By God, you had your eyes open on those, hadn't you? Yes, dating apps are a weird world. I'm not going to lie. They're weird enough for people without disabilities, but they're they're an odd place to go if you stumble across a person who has an interest in something. Um, <laughs> one thing I kept getting told was how inspirational I was when I was on them, and I was like, this is not what I want to hear from someone <laughs> I might want to go on a date with. So, yes. um, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird one, but. I think I've I've had friends who are honest who also have disabilities and we we often talk about how do you manage the expectations of other people when it comes mm. to meeting someone for the first time who mightn't have had been on a date with someone with a disability before and I have always been about just put your first photo maybe the first photo is your face and then the second photo you need to show your disability because otherwise you're opening yourself up to people to people who aren't ready for it. And if they're not ready for it, then you don't need them in your life. There's, there's people out there who have small minds, aren't open-minded at all. And I think you, everyone just needs to realize that it's not about you, it's about them. Yeah. So you, you need to really protect yourself when it comes to these things. And pretending, like I did for many years, that I wasn't disabled only hurt me in the process. It didn't hurt anyone else. Mm. Ellen, did I hear the dogs barking there in the background? Denny and Rafa, no? No, you didn't. I'm in the car. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I thought, you see that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm hallucinating here on the show this afternoon. But you do have two lovely pooches called Denny and Rafa. Where did you get the names for them? Um. Well, they're two sausage dogs. So. Uh, <laughs> and Denny. Hence Denny. And then uh, Rafa is Rafiki. You know the monkey from... Um, the Lion, Lion King. King. <laughs> yes, I'm so with you. Lovely. I always call him Rafa, but then when I'm out walking and he disappears, which he loves to do, I'm <laughs> shouting at the top of my lungs, Rafiki. <laughs> anyway, just one of my idle curiosities. I wanted to know what was behind the names. I love it, I have to say. Now, you got to tell the listeners about the duvet covers and uh, you better let Max Doyle know how many duvet covers have you <laughs> I have uh, three at the moment you'll have four with Paris and you'll have to go back to Beijing and get one at some stage so that's five children <laughs> or five dogs oh no come, no no come on you're not slipping off the hook here don't mind the four-legged friends tell the listeners the story of the duvet covers and children um, so basically, at every Paralympic and Olympic Games, every athlete stays in the Olympic Village or Paralympic Village. And that's basically, so all the athletes live together and we're all in different apartments. And the beds that you sleep in, they all have their own duvet cover for the Games. So 
for some reason Beijing didn't have one, but I have a London 2012 one, a Rio 2016 one, and a Tokyo 2020 one. So I hope the um, the Paris ones are nice and cosy now. Mm, so that'll mean four. We might let you off the hook with one, but uh, <laughs> four. That'll be a lovely, big, happy family with four children. I wish you well, and that's all to come in the future. We'll leave that uh, to Providence <laughs> down, down the road. But on a serious note, we, 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 we talked about a little earlier, um, when uh, Paris is complete, uh, you're, you're definitely finished, are you? That's definite. Paris is it. Yeah, so five games, five cycles. Do you know what? I will be 29 and a half. I'll have six months of my 20s left to myself. So I'll be able to go wild <laughs> for those six months and then become a responsible <laughs> adult afterwards. What does going wild mean for Ellen Keane? What would you like to do? What's on your bucket I, list? I. This is the thing. I actually do have a retirement bucket list of all the things that maybe I've had to say no to over the years because of swimming or things that I just haven't had the opportunity to do. So I've never been skiing. Um, because skiing is one of those big ones where you probably are going to get injured and you can't really risk anything. Mm. If you're getting, if you're an athlete, you can't risk getting injured. So I'd love to go skiing. I'd love to learn how to surf. Never learned how to surf. Um, I remember I want to go back dancing. That's a big one. I really miss dancing. Really? Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what else there is. Yeah, sure. There's if loads. Any, if any of your listeners have suggestions, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty. The world's your lobster. It's as simple as that after Paris is over. Your qualifications are in the culinary uh, area, uh, but you, 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 you're not going to really pursue that. Are you? you have another ambition. You want to be sitting here where I am, do you? Talking into a <laughs> microphone to lots of people. Ah, yeah, sure. We're just having a chat. And yes. I think that the loveliest thing about radio is um, because I travel so much and I'm on my own a lot, I'm in the car a lot. Radio, you always have a friend. Like, mm. you always have someone talking to you on the radio. And especially when I've been away, I, I love hearing the Irish voice when I'm away. It really, like, just makes me feel at home when I'm not there. So, I don't know, I've always just had like a lovely fascination with radio and I'd love to go into it when I when I do retire. Um, but yeah, I do have a culinary degree. I remember my first day of my culinary um, my culinary class and I literally was like, oh my God, this is a 24-7 job. I really respect everyone who works in the food industry, but I don't think I want to work in the mm. food industry. Mm. And here you are, 24-7 since you were 13, uh, preparing for the pool and the Olympics and all that. It just shows you. But look at you uh, have uh, a lovely way about you, I have to say, and I wish you well, whatever you pursue in the future. And of course, you are one of our national heroes, one of our finest athletes ever. And I said earlier on, I say it again, we'll all be rooting for you in Paris to go all the way again and win that gold in front of family and fans and everybody else. The book is called Perfectly Imperfect by Ellen Keane. I highly commend it to you. Thank you so much for taking time to join me today. I'm delighted you've been with us on Late Lunch, Ellen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye. That's the wonderful Ellen Keane there. What a wonderful young woman she is. And we do again wish her all the very best as she prepares for the uh, games in Paris later this year. It's great they're in Paris because, family, it's easier to get to and everything like that. And remember what you said there. Do you remember the last games and that? And nobody there. Oh, my word. What a challenge it was to put them on and deal with the whole COVID aspect of things. Thank God we're, we're past that stage. Still to come on Late Lunch this afternoon. Yes, my artists of the week are Creedence Clearwater Revival. I will be continuing their story and I have one of their cracks songs to play for you too and we hear an appeal uh, from Annie Bradley on behalf of her husband Philip the Bradleys and Annie's family well known around the Dundalk area uh, Philip needs uh, a living a live kidney transplant and we're going to hear what she has to say with us on Late Lunch after 3B The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week Yes my Artist of the Week this week are Creedence Clearwater Revival and picking up the story in early 19 1971, the cracks that were apparent for some time saw a major fracture when Tom Fogarty quit the band. His brother John wanted to rule the roost. He couldn't take any more, so he left. Uh, but the uh, four then became three as the others, Fogarty himself, 
Uh, one of the brothers, Cook and Clifford, soldiered on on the basis, supposedly, of greater democracy. However, relations were strained beyond repair, even though the trio scored chart successes and toured extensively during 71. The band's final album, Mardi Gras, was released in April 1972. To be honest, to lukewarm reviews, yet sales saw it certified as a gold seller. Big sales for the album. On the, on the back of the album, uh, the three boys uh, went on a 20-day tour of the USA. However, on the 16th of October, 1972, Creedence Clearwater Revival were no more. They split and split forever. They never reunited ever since. They were huge. I was just thinking of them in the context of some of the other huge acts historically and they're right up there. What might have been? I suppose that's the question that fans always ask. Well, you know, we'll never know at this stage. For my song today, I'm going back to the 1969 album, Willie and the Poor Boys. And we're going to hear a song now, the theme of which is Busking for Nichols on the Corner. Yes, it's Creedence, Clearwater Revival and Down on the Corner. Clearwater Revival, my Artists of the Week and Down on the Corner, my chosen song today from their vast repertoire. And I'll conclude their story in words and song round about this time tomorrow afternoon on Late Lunch. Now we're heading towards our final break of this Thursday afternoon and afterwards we're heading stateside and I'll be joined by Annie Bradley who uh, is making an appeal on Late Lunch today. You see her husband, Philip, needs a kidney transplant. Stay with us on the show. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this afternoon and we're heading to the United States now to chat to my next guest, California in particular. I'm delighted to say hello to Annie Bradley. Hi, Annie. Hi, Jerry. Thank you so much for having us on, on the show today. Not at all. You're so welcome and I hope we can uh, help you. Let's just tell our listeners about you and your husband. Philip Bradley is your husband. He's originally from Dundalk and the Bradleys are a very well-known family in the Dundalk and the wider area. Your husband, Philip, he's desperately in need of a kidney. Tell us the story, please. Okay, Phil Phil has a autoimmune disease called IgA nephropathy and... It is a autoimmune disease that um, causes kidney failure in some people, and in Phil's particular case, um, he's been battling this since he for the last six years that we've known of. But he also had some signs of it when he was a child, around 15 years old. And so um, we are looking for a, a good match for him because if we can find a good kidney match. Um, he has the opportunity to live a, a good life. He'll, he'll be healthy again. So that's what we're looking for. What age is he at the moment? And has he been on dialysis to help him along? Okay, so he is 40 years old. And we are looking for a kidney to do a preemptive transplant. So uh, he is so healthy. He's been working on his health. He doesn't drink alcohol and he eats really well. And so he's been approved to do a preemptive transplant. So... Um, if we can find a kidney, he can avoid dialysis. Okay, so dialysis is is not a feature at the moment, but will have to be. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes. If he does not find a kidney within the next six months, he will have to be on dialysis. And you're looking for a live donor, is it? It is. We're looking for a live donor because currently the deceased donor list is 10 years long. And so we are looking for a live donor so that we can make sure that we can get a kidney within the next few months. What blood type is he and what, in terms of compatibility, do you need? Okay, that's a great question. Um, He is blood type B, so his donor can be a B or an O. And then from there, uh, the process is to 
test to see the compatibility after that. Now, you're talking to me from California today and we're a long way uh, in the northeast of Ireland from you where you are. If there was somebody out there who had the matching blood type number one and then were compatible, how will this work? Will that person have to travel to the States to have the procedure done? All of the uh, initial testing that has to be done is like lab work and um, some CT scans and um, ultrasounds and things like that. All of that can be done in Ireland. And then the surgery, the final the procedure would be done here in Los Angeles at Cedar sinai Medical Center. And um, all of the expenses are paid through um, our insurance and the fundraising that we've done. So there will be no out-of-pocket costs for the donor. Yes, so there's no expense involved here for anybody who does come forward. Everything will be looked after. They won't be out of pocket. They'll just be out of one kidney. And of course, we all know we can function fine on a single kidney. Correct. So with the kidneys, how they work, they work as a pair. So um, all of us have two kidneys and they work together. So if one is failing, the other one is also failing. Um, But the fortunate thing is that we can live um, perfectly healthy with one kidney. And when they are looking for the donor, um, they are very concerned with the donor's health. So um, they will never take a kidney from someone that they don't um, know, have like a 99.9% chance um, that it's going to be successful and that it won't hurt the donor in any way. Now, I suppose people listening to us today on LMFM Radio's Late Lunch are wondering, you're in the States. Why are you making this appeal back to Ireland? I take it that you're searching uh, intensely for a donor in uh, California at the moment. But you want to talk to people in Ireland because of uh, Philip's family connection with here. Absolutely. So Phil and I's story is actually um, kind of interesting because I have family in Dundalk as well. Um, my mom's family is from the town as well. So our our community and our family reaches like here in California as well as in um, particularly Dundalk. Dundalk feels like home still to us. Absolutely. And you are so well known. I know Philip's uncle, Ollie, really well indeed. He's such a great guy. And I've spoken to him on a number of occasions on my radio show. And Ollie actually got in touch with me to ask me to have a chat with yourself about this. This would be life changing for Philip. Absolutely. And we are so we are so grateful and thankful for our family, especially Ollie has been absolutely wonderful. It feels like, um, you know, he's he's here with us, even though like there's that those miles, the distance, the ocean and all of that. But our family has been absolutely wonderful and and I'm just very thankful for them. This uh, transplant is required urgently. It's a living donor you're looking for. For our listeners today, how can they find out more about this and get in touch with you? Phil and I both have Instagram and we've set it up to where the link to um, signing up to become a live donor is on there. And so Philip's handle is Jeff Philip Bradley and Philip is spelled with one L and you can find all the details in his bio. Great. So that's the best way to find out more. Uh, go onto the Instagram page of Philip and all the information is there and you can make the link with the family over stateside. I hope that something comes of this and that you find your living donor either there or here in the near future. And I know this is life changing for Philip himself. Let's see what happens. We let it fly on late lunch this afternoon, put it out there and hopefully somebody will come forward and offer that kidney that will make such a difference to Philip. Annie, thank you for joining me on the show today and I wish you well. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes, we wish them well Uh, again. Eddie Caffrey's on his way here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. We're back with Late Lunch, your final show of the week tomorrow at half one. But we'll say goodbye to you today with this one and we'll dedicate it to the Bradleys, Annie and Philip. Yes, it's Lewis Capaldi. We do wish you the best. I miss knowing what you're thinking And hearing how your day's been Do you think you can tell me everything, darling But leave out every part about him Right now you're probably by the ocean 
while I'm still out here in the rain. With every day that passes by since we've spoken, it's like Glasgow gets farther from LA. Maybe it's supposed to be this Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.